powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. If you're looking to grow your family, Shady Grove Fertility is the place more people turn and where more physicians refer their patients. From the first appointment to welcoming home baby, Shady Grove Fertility is here for you. Backed by science and powered by hope, plus a 100% refund on IVF, Shady Grove Fertility is dedicated to delivering exceptional family building care in Rockville, D.C., Fairfax, and beyond. Miracles made here. You're about to meet my muse. Progressive Rock! Buckle your mind, because it's about to get blown. Prog Watch, music that tells a story with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousick, a.k.a. Prog Squatch. Powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Well, hello out there in Prague land. Welcome back to Prague Watch. I am Big Tony, your friend and host, if you couldn't tell by my dulcet tones. Anyway, a few weeks back, I did the first of a two-part feature on Ken Hensley, the awesomely talented songwriter, singer, keyboard player, and guitarist, who was very much responsible for the rise of Uriah Heep in the 1970s. Well, his original bandmate, Mick Box, is still very much active with the Heep to this day. And a month or so back, I was lucky enough to catch up with Mick, who's on tour with The Heap right now. Now, it was the day of a show, and Mick ended up being a little late, and he didn't have as much time to chat as I might have liked, but it was still great to talk to him. Like Ken Hensley, he is a true veteran of the big rock star days of the 1970s and 80s, and he will actually be celebrating 50 years with Uriah Heap next year. That is something truly amazing. So I'm going to let you hear most of my interview with Mick a little later. For now, let's warm up with some excellent Uriah Heap music. Now, it would be easy to center on the classic years, but the band has continued to put out great music right up to today. So I want to make sure to fairly represent the past and the more current. Let's start things off by straddling the fence with an old classic reworked for the 2015 Uriah Heap album called Totally Driven which shows how well the current band handles the old classics, like Stealin'.
Stealing by Uriah Heep from their 2015 album, Totally Driven. 
Now let's dip way back for a classic from the first Uriah Heep album in 1970. This is Gypsy from the album Very Heavy, Very Humble.
1970 Heap classic Gypsy from their first album, the title of which caused their American distributor to change the name for the American release to just Uriah Heap. The record company thought that very heavy, very humble, which is a reference to the Dickens character for whom the band was named, might sail right over the heads of the American audience, so they simply went the self-title route. Anyway, let's do a couple of more before we hear from Mr. Mick Box himself. First, I'm going to play The Law from the 2014 Uriah Heap album called Outsider. I will immediately follow that with Bird of Prey from the second Uriah Heap album, Salisbury, from way back in 1971.
That was the Uriah Heep classic Bird of Prey from their Salisbury album. And before that, we heard The Law from one of their more recent records called Outsider, released in 2014. Now let's listen to some of my chat with Mick Box of Uriah Heep. Yeah, sorry about all these, these problems, but it's on the road stuff, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I was just starting to get a little bit worried that it wouldn't happen, but here we are. It, it, oh, we're here now, mate. No yeah, at all. yeah, I'm excited. So uh, first, let me say it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on my program. Well, thank you, my friend. I've I've been a fan for quite a few years. My one son's even a fan, and uh, a fan. He even bought me a uh, a mug a few years back for my birthday that says uh, "Today is only yesterday's tomorrow" on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Excellent. my coffee mug. That's my work coffee mug. So yeah, <laughs> circle so, of hands. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of how time passes. Next year will mark 50 years since the founding of Uriah Heep. When you started... Totally amazing. Yeah, when you started, did you ever imagine that you would still be writing, recording, and touring as Uriah Heep 50 years later? Well, you know what? I know I was going to be a musician for life, but I didn't know it was going to be Uriah Heep for life. But, you know, I got no complaints with that at all. (laughs) Okay, so when you started out, I mean, what got you going? Were you... uh, Did you come from a musical family, Uh, you know? No, and funny enough, I'm the only musical person in the family. Okay. So I was the oddball there. Yeah, nobody else in the family was musical whatsoever. So um, what got you going? Who, were, who, who inspired you? Who were some of your early influences? Well, I kind of liked um, jazz guitarists to kick off with. Um, probably I was directed to that because the first teacher I had, I only had him for a few months because I got very tired of it quickly because I used to go every Saturday, he'd give me something to play on a Saturday, and I could play it that afternoon, therefore I had to wait a whole week to get another lesson. So eventually I just blew them out and started just using my ears um, and playing what I wanted to play. But he was a guy called Harry Hodgins, and he, he, he was the second guitarist with Django Wright art back in those days. So okay. my in- introduction to music was, was through Django and Telfalo, Barney Kessel, and all those great jazz players, and Wes Montgomery and all those. And then I kind of grew out that into um, a bit of rock with people like Eddie Cochran and Buddy Holly and stuff that were around in those early days. And then, of course, it went to the Beatles and Stones, and off we go. And and then come early 70s with the likes of Uriah, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, we started writing the, uh, the, the rock, rock book. <laughs> right, right. That's, uh, you know, you just mentioned quite a handful of influential uh, heavy rock bands there. Yes, indeed. Very cool that uh, you were among them. <laughs> yeah, well, we're right in the middle of it, mate, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what a great place to be, you know. Right, right. It, it mentioned in the same name as some of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So looking back. I mean, the year what, I was born, you know, it was like winning the lottery in terms of music, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was heady times, I guess. There was a lot going on. It was very uh, free-flowing, I guess. Uh, you could do a lot, a lot of different things and... You know, still it was totally creative with no no restrictions whatsoever. Right, and I guess it. Uh, now it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it should be. I guess it it kind of didn't. It kind of went away from that for a while now, and I guess now you you're you're free to do whatever you want as long as you're paid for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the square one, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's no money involved, right? I mean, it's at least the whole record company. You know, the way it used to work. Uh, you know, that that all seems to have. Uh, just been blown up income stream was dried up mate (laughs) yeah that's a shame so um 
So looking back, what, what do you think uh, lies at the heart of the, the enduring popularity of Uriah Heep? Well, I think, Paul Luke, is over the years, you know, we've had a lot of good songs that have stood the test of time that people still like hearing in the live arena, to be honest. Um, you know, and the fact that we've always still moved forward. So we, you know, some bands let their history be a, a milestone around their neck, but we, we, we treat it as a, a springboard for, for newer things. And um, so I think, I think that's basically it. You know, it's all down to the music in the end. It's the only thing that really lasts um, beyond all the image stuff and the rest of it. Um, it's always down to the music in the end. If you look at any genre that comes in, be new wave, punk, rock, metal, whatever it is, uh, the bands still get through that and still are revered are the ones that had the great songs. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess when you talk about Beatles, Stones, those kind of people too, I mean, their music is still, it still sounds good on the radio, but yeah, it's uh, it comes down to really good songs. I think some some of it also has, well, some of the really old stuff, it might also have a little to do with uh, the production. I think the Beatles were fortunate to have George Martin, you know, for the Very time. Much. Yeah, their stuff. Very much so. Yeah, still sounds good when you hear it on the radio today. Unbelievably good, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievably good. But they were mixing on on a mono um, system, and um, you know when you do that, and then you put it to stereo, it, it becomes very powerful. But yeah, you're hearing it on the most basic way, so if you can get a good sound out of the worst possible sound product that you've got. <laughs> Then it's always going to sound great when it gets you know played on all the good stuff. Yeah, but it's amazing all that stuff. Some of the early stuff, anyway. Four tracks, you know, only four tracks. I mean, how they, how they achieved that, God only knows. But it was marvelous. Yeah, fantastic. So um, before we get into what you're up to now and what's going on in the near future, um, can we talk a little bit about some of the great people you've played with over the years? Well, we've had a number of bands supporting you, right? You know, at our height in America and Canada, and we've had people supporters like Rush, Kiss, um, Foreigner, ZZ Top, amazing bands that went on to you know great things. Um, so yeah, we, we, we've worked with the, most of the best, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just in the band, I, I, I was talking about. I mean, for instance, I'm a huge fan of John Wetton. You know, do you have any recollections of John that you might like to share with our audience? It's, it's yeah, absolutely. John was a, you know, a super talented guy, you know. Um, he could sing, write, play. You know, he, he was just um, an all-round all good musician, you know. And uh, and his tenure in, in your eye, he was for two albums. But, you know, we had the greatest time with him because, you know, he, he liked to party hard with us. And we had, we had some really, really fun times on the road, as you can imagine. As you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, in the 70s, you know, good times, yeah. <laughs> How about Gary Thane? Yeah, the mad times, to be honest. Yeah, the you know, mad we times. We got up to having Lear Jets and, you know, old hotel floors and bodyguards outside each room and all that sort of stuff. So it was all pretty heady stuff, but um, a lot of fun as well. Yeah. How about Gary Thane? Gary Thane, again, he was, he was a wonderful character, you know. What a, what a great bassist, you know. He was the first bass player I'd ever played with that played those lyrical bass lines. Mm -hmm. um, very melodic, and they... They they never got in, in in way of the 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 vocal line. It always enhanced it. So he had a real talent with that, you know. And I, I think he was the first of that kind of bass player ever to come on the the scene. To be honest, yeah, he sure. Uh, I mean, for the times, yeah, he was doing a lot of very uh, groundbreaking stuff. I guess, uh, yeah, very much, so very underrated. Way. You don't you just don't hear his name that much, like, which is a shame. And then uh, David Byron. 
Well, David, you know, I came all through through the ranks with David and uh, David, and it was just he's just a wonderful guy, you know. He, he as a singer, uh, there's very few things you can say this about. Every song he sang, he sang inside the song. He did, didn't use the song as a vehicle. He was absolutely inside it, and I think that's why he touched so many people, uh, so many listeners when they heard these recordings because. Um, you know, everything you did was very believable and and cuts cut right through to your heart. Yeah, I I think he's uh, one of the most underappreciated singers of all time. I think he had a great, very versatile and powerful voice, and uh, one of the best whales this side of Ian Gillen. Yeah, he had a, he had a tremendous um, range, you know, and uh, he wasn't afraid to use it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, Bertie Shaw, you know, hey, he's been singing for the Heat for what, like thirty years now. And he does, uh, yeah, but Bernie's got a similar range to David, so right, uh, yeah, he does pretty well on all that old stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bernie could sing any of the um decades that we've been through and uh, do it very, very well. His why she suits it very well. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we hear the rest of my interview with rock legend Mick Box, let's do some more Uriah Heap music. I'm going to continue on with pairs of newer and older stuff with the title track from their 2011 album Into the Wild, immediately followed by The Magician's Birthday from the album of the same name in 1972.
as we watched the dancing firelight The air grew cool and seemed to dull the flame The fire died, the music faded Filled with fear of death we waited For now we knew some evil was to blame
That was the Uriah Heep classic, The Magician's Birthday, from the album of the same name in 1972. And just before that, we heard one of their more recent offerings, the title track from their Into the Wild album in 2011. Let's do another pair and then finish the interview. First, we'll hear Overload from the 2008 album Wake the Sleeper, followed by Return to Fantasy from the album of the same name in 1975.
make a connection To find a piece of the action Like a hungry poet Who doesn't know he is close to perfection Choice is the question Moonlight night After moonlight night Side by side
That was Return to Fantasy from the 1975 Uriah Heep album of the same name. It was immediately preceded by Overload from their 2008 album Wake the Sleeper. Don't go anywhere. Prague Watch will be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hi, everyone. Hi out there. Um, this is Ken Hensley, formerly of Uriah Heap, and you're listening to Prog Watch. Stay there, don't go anywhere. The final may be gone. The album art may be a JPEG. Radio lives on forever. Now let's hear the rest of my chat with Mick Box. Right now, what, you're working on a new album called Living the Dream? Is that correct? We've actually finished it, my friend. Finished? Um, we went in in January and recorded it in 19 days um, with um, Jay Rustin being our producer. Who's done great stuff with the Winery Dogs and Stone Sour and Black Star Riders in Europe and all sorts of things. And um, he's in LA at the moment mixing it. So it'll be out in September uh, on Festival Records, who are based in Italy. Sounds fantastic. And you're also running a Pledge Music campaign, correct? This is the first time, right? Yeah, the very first time indeed. Yeah, we decided that we'd, we'd get involved with it and embrace it so that we could give um, the fans, um, you know, some really special things to get involved with. For instance, you know, on this tour alone, we've had three, I think, three or four drummers come up and drum with us at sound checks on, on songs. You know, it's been, been marvellous, you know, and they get such a thrill out of it. And it's, it's, it's marvellous, you know, to, to, to be able to give that back to people. So seriously, that's one of the things you can get for signing up on Pledge Music. You can come, you can come do a yeah, sound check. And- and I was, there's a multitude of things. I mean, some guy bought one of my guitars that I actually used on the sessions for Living the Dream. And things like that. So there's all these really great things that you can get involved with if you want to. If you don't want to, you just want to buy the album. That's that's cool too, you know. But we just thought we'd we'd um, put these things out there and see see how it flew. And at the moment, it's flying very well. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. So yeah, you're in the states right now. Um, how long will you be here? And uh, what other dates do you have lined up? You know, you're on tour right now. I think we've got another. Um, I think we finish around March the twentieth. Um, and we started on February 8th, so it's a bit of a long one. And then we go home for 10 days, and then we come back out to America again and start in, in Dallas, Texas. And we've um, this one's been sort of been um, New York, Canada and New York, and a bit of Midwest. And now we're going to come out, and the next, next run will be Dallas, Texas, over to the West Coast. Okay. What about any other countries after that? Are you going anyplace? Oh, millions of them. We, we play concerts in 61 countries, so... Um, we try and get out to as many as we can, and uh, we've got festivals in Sweden and Germany and all over the place, um, all being lined up already in Spain, everywhere. 
Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, listeners out there, look for Uriah Heap coming soon to a theater near you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just check, it, check our website, mate, and you'll find it. Right, I'll have Heap.com, and they're, they're all up there and loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. I'll make sure I have all those links whenever I put the show on my website, too, and I'll talk about that on oh, the air. Oh, thanks a lot, mate. Much appreciated. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, one more thing here. Um, yeah, I mean, 50 years. Do you have anything special planned for the 50th anniversary of the band? Do you know, we're so immersed with this tour at the moment, and um, and um, the following year and the new album and everything else, we haven't really given it a lot of thought, but... You know, I'm sure along 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 that uh, that touring world that we're in, um, some ideas will come, you know, to fruition, and we'll we'll do something special for sure. Okay, so nothing for sure at the moment, but uh, yeah, okay. Um, no, no, we have nothing planned at the moment because you know we're so immersed in what we're doing right now. Yeah, right now, <laughs> which is enough on airplane, to be honest. <laughs> sure, it sounds like it. Yeah, but it's a great place to be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else you wanted to talk about? Well, that's, that's great. I think you've covered everything. We've got the new album coming out. We're still touring. We're still alive and kicking. You know, um, if you want to see a great, honest rock show, then come and see you right. There's no better place to be. Um, and we, we, we play a set list that, that goes from our first album to our last studio album So and everything in between. So it's a good journey through our career, the set list. Well, yeah. we'll always play July Morning Gypsy, Easy Living, Lady in Black, all those songs. And then we interspersed that with some even older songs. And and some of the stuff of our last studio album called Outsider, and we put a couple of songs in there too. So you get a good a good um, trawl through our career. <laughs> Fantastic, and what a long and lustrous career it's been. Yeah. Yes, and long may it last. Yeah, as long as if we've got a health, mate, that's what we're going to do. Be out there rocking. Fantastic. Thank you, my friend. I'm sorry there was a bit of a mess up here, but we got there in the end. Yeah, we did. I, I appreciate it. It's like I said, it's been a real pleasure and an honor. I mean, you're. You're a rock royalty in my book. You know, I've been listening to you for so many years. You know, such a, a an important band. You know. Well, thanks a million, mate. I much appreciate your support. And uh, by you doing this, you know, we'll get out to a lot more people. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, I hope so. All thanks, right. my friend. All right, thank you. Good talking thank to you. you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. Bye bye. Right, bye. Happy days. Happy days. You too. I'd like to thank Mick Box and all the management and PR people who helped set me up with such a legendary figure. I've still got a few great tracks lined up, so don't go anywhere just yet. First, a word about vocalists. All of the classic Heap tracks I've played to this point have featured the original vocalist David Byron, and all the newer songs have featured current Heap vocalist Bernie Shaw. Right now I'm going to play the one exception to that rule, which will appear on this program. A song called Firefly, from the album of the same name, which is sung by John Lawton, who made three albums with The Heap, starting with this one in 1977.
Firefly by Uriah Heep, sung by John Lawton, and coming from the Firefly album in 1977. Now let's finish things off with a couple sung by current vocalist Bernie Shaw. First we'll hear Love in Silence from the Sea of Light album in 1995. I'll immediately follow that one with an updated version of the Heap classic Lady in Black, which comes from the Totally Driven album in 2015.
what we just heard was the classic heap tune Lady in Black, done by the current incarnation of the band for the 2015 album Totally Driven. Before that, it was Love and Silence from the 1995 album Sea of Light. So I hope you enjoyed this special feature on Mick Box, the original Uriah Heap guitarist who is still doing it to this day. We heard Mick talking about a new Heap album and a Pledge music campaign with some neat perks. And when I post this show to my website, progwatch.com, I'll have links to that and the band's main webpage, so you can get in on the Pledge music thing, find the Heap on tour near you, or order the new album. Or how about all three? As always, if you like the show, you might want to consider following me on social media, at Facebook or Twitter, where I post things about the show and do a classic album most days of the week. I even invented my own hashtag. Hashtag Today's Classic, all one word, T-O-D-A-Y-S-C-L-A-S-S-I-C. So if you are on Twitter, you can check that out and see what I do there. Sometimes it gets to be fun. From the homepage of progwatch.com, you can find links to follow me on social media, or to contact me by email with comments or suggestions. At the website, you can also listen to the show, explore artist links, or subscribe to the show through a number of popular podcast platforms. Finally, if ProgWatch has value to you and you want to support the show, there is a link at the top of the homepage of progwatch.com where you can find out more about that. Until next time, be good to each other. And prog on, my brothers and sisters. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.